Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Bodrini. This podcast is for everyone who wants to be part of our real estate family and learn commercial real estate investing from A to Z. I'll be sharing with you tips for real estate investing while being mentored by a few people with several years of experience so that you and I can make the least amount of mistakes as possible and succeed a lot faster. My goal is to keep things very straightforward because we are all busy and you are here to learn. With that, in the last episode, we learned what is cost segregation, what types of properties can benefit from cost segregation, what is bonus depreciation, and how much would a cost segregation study typically cost. And in this episode, it is just going to be you and I. It's been a while since I have talked with you guys, and I want to share with you a couple of things. One, we're going to be doing a very, very basic analysis on should you buy your own place or should you invest in a commercial property? And then I'm going to get you caught up on what I have been up to for the last couple of months. Here we go. This first part of the podcast will actually be thanks to my dear friend Marina. I caught up with her. She said she was listening to every single episode and her question was, should I buy my own property or should I invest in commercial property? And how much money should I save for that? First, let's start with the welcome to the USA disclaimers. I am not providing any financial advice here. This is just my personal opinion and the things that I have learned. And you should always do your own homework and ask a professional for advice. So this is my personal opinion about buying a home or not and putting that money towards an investment property or not. We are going to be taking a look at some numbers and the numbers I'll be using are the ones that I am living in today. And that is the very, very <laughs> extreme side of the world, which is San Francisco. But this can be applied to any property in any city and you should do your own calculations. So I'm just going to use what I am familiar with as an example, and you guys can do your own calculations depending on where you live. Today, if I were to buy a one-bedroom apartment in San Francisco, I would be paying around $1.2 million, and I would have to put 20% down. I would be putting $240,000 as a down payment, and my mortgage would be $960,000. And let's just round up the interest rate to 4%. So $960,000 at 4% would be $4,500 per month, plus the beautiful California taxes of $1,000 per month. So that's 1% of the property value, more or less. So 1% of 1.2 is... $12,000 per year, $1,000 per month, plus $1,000 in HOA, Homeowners Association. So my total payment would be $6,500 per month if I were to own my one-bedroom mansion. On the other hand, 
I can be a tenant and rent that one bedroom apartment for, in today's market, $4,500 per month. So that is a $2,000 difference if I am renting from the owner of the apartment. $4,500 if I am renting from someone, $6,500 if I am the owner of that apartment. On top of that, if I am the owner, I put $240,000 down as a down payment, so I'm not making any money on that $240,000. Let's say you take that $240,000 and you invest in a commercial property. And let's just round this up to make things very, very, very simple. Let's say you are making a 10% return every single year on that $240,000, which is very acceptable for real estate investing. At $240,000, again, we are putting that in a property that is giving you a basic return of 10% every single year. So that is $24,000 that you're making every year. Plus, as a renter, I am saving $2,000 from the $6,500 that I would be paying if I was a homeowner or a condo owner. So that is another $24,000 that I am saving by being a renter every single year. 10% on my $240,000 and then another $24,000 that I'm saving every single year by being a renter. So I am on the positive $48,000 every single year if I invest that money in a real estate deal versus if I am a homeowner. Over 10 years, that is almost half a million dollars. And again, these are all very basic numbers. I am assuming that both properties will appreciate over time. So we're keeping it very, very simple just so you can wrap your head around owning versus renting and then renting and also investing your cash in a property. The difference in this example is $48,000 per year. You can invest in a property at $240,000. You can partner up with people. You can join someone who is raising money from multiple investors to buy a property and operate that property with a group of people. So there are all kinds of ways that you can invest a smaller amount of money if you cannot purchase an entire property by yourself. I hope this gave you some clarity on should you rent and invest that money in a commercial property versus should you buy and tie up your money on your own residence and not make any money out of that $240,000 down payment. If you are going to own your own house, you typically should put around 20% down. However, that is very flexible. There are all kinds of loans that you can get nowadays. So if you end up saving less, you could probably only have 10% down and sometimes even less, depending on the type of loan that you find. For commercial properties, you can do a couple of things. You can join someone who has found a property and is looking for money from investors. And typically the minimum amount is around 25,000 
$1,000. So you would just buy a percentage of that property, which is really cool because you don't have to do anything besides give them your money and you will be getting quarterly checks in your bank account of course if the property is making money and then when the deal is completely done normally around three to five years down the road and they exit the property you also get a check for a percentage of how much the property made and increased in value you can also of course invest all by yourself or with family and friends. And ideally, you would want to have around 30% down for a commercial property, although this number can also change depending on the property income and the type of loan that you get. This is just a very basic number, 20% down for your own home, 30% down for a commercial investment. Or you can join a syndication where you are investing with quite a few people and you buy a small part of that property. Let me know if you have any questions. Now I'm going to give you an update and share with you where I am in my real estate journey. But first, I want to give you guys a big, big, big thank you for being part of our real estate family. It's awesome to have so many brothers and sisters in this journey with me. This means that we are not alone. We have actually almost quadrupled our family size <laughs> in the last couple of months. We now have almost 200 active listeners that come back every single week. And so far, the feedback has been great. I'm very grateful for the strangers who have given us some reviews on the podcast and my actual friends who were kind enough to have mercy on me in the early days and just give me positive reviews on the podcast. And of course, I want to keep providing all of you with super valuable content. Feel free to reach out to me at anytime on LinkedIn and tell me any topic that you would like us to cover. I will put my LinkedIn link under this podcast notes so you can contact me there and reach out to me at any time. Let's now talk about what I am working on right now. Some of you may already know this. I have been very interested in self-storage recently. Why self-storage? Well, I personally think, along with many other people, that something is about to pop in the economy and self-storage is a quote-unquote recession-resistant asset class. Asset class is the type of investment. So if you invest in retail properties, the asset class you invest in is retail. If you invest in apartments, the asset class that you invest in is multifamily. So self-storage asset class is something that has been very interesting to me. I reached out to an incredible woman who has been investing in self-storage for several years. And I said, how can I work with you? You are awesome. And so she said, you can pay me. <laughs> so I have been having calls with her every week for about an hour and a half. We are looking at quite a few properties and I hope to be making an offer very, very soon. I will keep you guys updated as that happens. I am looking in a few different markets, believe it or not, because I have learned that the state of California is very, very difficult to put it mildly. And the fact that we can manage properties very easily if you have the right team in a different state 
or a different city. So I have become very comfortable with that idea and I'm looking at quite a few different cities that have good demographics, good employment, population growth, property value growth, etc. So with her help, we are narrowing down to a few super interesting properties and I will keep you guys posted. Another project that I'm working on and some of you may be familiar with Landmark. Landmark is very similar to Tony Robbins. It's a self-improvement course that I prefer many, many times over Tony Robbins because I took Tony Robbins' Unleash the Power Within, UPW, seven years ago, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful for two weeks, and I forgot everything after that. And then I took Landmark about a year ago, the first course, which is called the, the Landmark Forum, and thankfully they have little courses that you can take after that to build your muscle. You cannot go to a course and just expect to change over a weekend. You actually have to practice changing and you have to become a better person over time, so you get used to that. I have been taking Landmark courses ever since I took the very first course, which is the Landmark Forum. And the one that I'm taking now, we actually create a project from scratch. And I decided to merge my real estate goals with something that I deeply care about, which is health and wellness. And my other project besides the self-storage project is a retail center, very similar to the Ferry Building in San Francisco, if you're familiar with it, where we are going to have only healthy, organic, non-toxic tenants along with holistic tenants. Some examples are an organic salad bar, an organic smoothie place, a butcher that only has grass-fed meat, an organic coffee shop, and on the holistic side, we're going to have meditation practitioners, yoga, teachers, we're going to have chiropractors, homeopaths, and the goal is for the community to have everything that they want for their bodies and their mind in one place. This is my landmark project. I have no idea how this is going to come about, but I'm working on it. It will happen. I'm super excited. At this moment, we are in the process of looking for the perfect property around Silicon Valley, and this will likely be somewhere in San Francisco, although at this point we are open to expanding to different cities. And I wanted also you guys to learn another reason why this came about. A lot of people are scared of investing in retail, right? And we have no idea where it's going. By having a place where we can have these kinds of tenants in one place, we will attract the right customer for the tenants. The tenants will be more than happy to be signing leases in this holistic center because they know that all of their neighbors are also serving the same customer with my sales background, I always think, how can people come to me and want my product instead of me going to them? So by having tenants that are only holistic, healthy, everyone in the community that is interested in this will be going there, and therefore this is their target customer. So what we want to create is an application process where we 
are going to be handpicking who is going to be joining this community as a tenant. The reason why we want to do that is because also we want to attract the best tenants there, the highest rated people, so that our users, our community will appreciate the quality of the products and services that they're getting there. And they will also come back for more. A lot of people that I share this with, they told me, oh my gosh, I would spend all day (laughs) in a place like that. Please do this in my neighborhood. I want to live next to this place. I have gotten a ton of very good feedback. I have already spoken with quite a few smaller tenants. They sound very interested in joining this. The only thing I haven't done yet is spoken with national tenants because we have not narrowed down on the actual property. And of course, we want to have some tenants there first in order to come to the national tenants. For those of you who don't know, national tenants are very important if you are doing a retail project because they give you security, they have good credit, and therefore they will likely stay in business for a long time. So that makes our building a whole lot safer to survive over time versus a smaller mom and pop store where they might be in business for the last five years and something may happen that they might not make it. Some tenants that we could potentially approach are Sweet Green. They are a big time salad place that has expanded to multiple cities or Bar Method, which also is available in several cities. Another reason why you should have national tenants, let's pick Jack in the Box, for example. If you have Jack in the Box paying you $100,000 per year in rent, your property will be worth $2.2 million at a 4.5% cap rate. However, if you have a mom and pop shop renting and paying the same amount, $100,000, because they don't have the credit worthiness of that national tenant, the value of your property is going to be $1.5 million instead of $2.2 million. If you do not have a national tenant, your cap rate will probably be around 6.5%, which brings us to a property value of $1.5 million. So that's a $700,000 difference by simply getting a national tenant in your property. So the national tenants are very, very important. We're going to be very careful in approaching them. Obviously, we do need to have found a property and we need to have a few people already signed up so we can create a sense of urgency, which will be completely real because this will be a very exciting property for a lot of people. Those are the two main projects that I'm working on. I am super excited. I cannot wait to have them come to life. At this moment, I have no idea how this will happen financially, but I know that it will happen. One of the things that you learn with Landmark, or at least this specific course that I'm taking, is how to make bold requests, how to delegate, how to become a leader. I know that it will happen. I just don't have all the answers right now. 
And this reminds me of Jack Canfield talking at the movie The Secret. Jack Canfield is one of the authors and creators of Chicken Soup for the Soul when he was being interviewed for The Secret movie. He was telling us, when you are going after your goals and your dreams, it's like a car driving at night. You don't need to see the entire road in order to know that you're going to get there. You just need to see as much as your headlights can see. Everything else will come into place. <laughs> so this is how I feel right now. I know it will happen. I know it will be an amazing project that we're going to expand to multiple cities. And I cannot wait to share this with the community. Feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn and ask me any questions or make specific requests. I will keep you guys updated on my progress on these properties and lessons learned. And if I can help you in any way, shape and form, please do let me know. I really appreciate each and every single one of you. If you know anyone who would like to learn more about real estate investing, make sure that you share this podcast with them and I will see you next time.